0: Working hard, got two jobs. Friday night, but thank you, Lord, it's two checks. It's two checks, two checks. Yeah. Game of spades, beer to flight. I'm talking ten straight books. You got damn right. Now who's who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Yeah. Huh? I don't dance a boogie Somebody tell a DJ, put on my song We grown and we want it two-step
1: That's the new flex flex. flex. Two-step to this Two-step Everybody come on Come on
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Worldwide Crypto and Gaming. I'm your host, uh Vince, aka Dragon Rider. And tonight it's another episode of Behind the Bull. Uh, this is uh my tenth episode, and I got another great guest tonight. Let's welcome to the stage
1: Marcus Esports Howard. Yo, man, thanks for the opportunity. Uh man, I, I have been podcasting now for like three years and the production you had on the intro is better than than anything I've seen yo it's yes.
0: <laughs> I love it I love it man I appreciate it man uh I've been doing this for for two years now I, I'm just uh uh just a little background on me I've, I've um I come from crypto industry uh mm-hmm. started uh streaming about two years ago and uh I did mostly AMAs and uh, uh crypto related content and everything but just uh, here recently I've I've gotten into uh wanting to do because everybody kept saying hey man you ought to start a podcast y'all start a podcast so I went on ahead and this is my 10th episode and I'm always man it's 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 a great time it's it's great conversations man I love doing this it's pretty awesome
1: yeah same same man that's, that's what I learned is that I, I learned a ton have awesome conversations you know the community is awesome and and that's that's got to be your goal first and foremost. You know, if it if it explodes and does really well, great. But but this should be yeah. about your passion about the space, about the conversations Absolutely. and learning, and that's that's the most important piece. Absolutely, and networking, business. and networking, and networking. Right. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. So, uh,
0: just to get before we get re- you know really started into a good conversation, man, let's get a little background on yourself, man. How did you
1: become the man, Marcus Esports <laughs> Howard? <laughs> It's funny, man, it's, it, it happened accidentally. Uh, I was just telling a friend that on, on LinkedIn uh, a couple of days ago, there's this big conversation about like creators no longer being kind of a term people are, are connecting to because some folks don't want to be a professional creator. They just create content. Same thing happened to me. I just accidentally kind of fell into creating content. I was just voicing my opinions and inventing, right. Uh, trying to let off some steam and and people just resonated with what I was doing, what I was saying. Uh, But ironically, I actually used to be Marcus blockchain, Howard, about uh, four or five years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember, you know, back in the ICO kind of 2016, 2018 timeframe, there were a lot of companies kind of trying to to kind of ride the wave of of the blockchain hype. And some companies even adding blockchain into their name. And I forget which company specifically did this. I think it was a, a tea company up in New Jersey or New York. It was like Long Island tea and they added blockchain into their name. They were publicly traded. And because they added blockchain into their name, they actually had like a spike in their stock price when they they had nothing to do with blockchain. They just threw the name in there. Uh, The SEC didn't appreciate that and they got delisted from the stock exchange. But like while that was happening, a couple of my colleagues and I are just kind of reflecting on like how much of a fever pitch it was. People just, you know, just illogically irrational about blockchain And we said, well, why don't we just start adding like blockchain into our names as a parody, not being serious about it, but as a parody. And we did that. And and while we were parodying the space, it was was actually creating some inbound demand for me, you know, like for my work that I was doing. It it just had like an accidental effect of of creating value. I wasn't using it to to kind of uh, take advantage of the opportunity. I, I was just trying to parody it, you know, still being very critical of the space. Um, and then, as I I continued to I've been working in the gaming space now ten years, as I started to shift more into esports, uh, a lot of my friends, especially colleagues on LinkedIn, were saying, "Hey, man, we see your Marcus blockchain, Howard, but like we see you mostly talking about gaming and esports, and it's just it's throwing us off." And so I had a buddy say, "Man, if you're going to continue to work in esports, like you got to get rid of blockchain and like shift it to esports." And ironically, yeah. I was seeing the exact same kind of fever pitch, like illogical, just 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 hysteria happening in esports. So I changed it from, from parroting blockchain to parroting esports and here I am. Mm That I
0: heard that man. It, it's kind of funny you say that, man. You know the the way uh, some of these companies and even startups, you know, kind of hop on the name train. You know, it's like nowadays everybody's either metaverse or a- AI. You yeah. know, I see that everywhere. And, oh, this this is AI. And, like they literally have nothing to do with AI, but they got AI in their name. And it's just like, oh, oh, you know, we're AI now. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wild, man. Um, and and that's that's what is it the Gartner hype cycle. So you're gonna see a lot of that. Um, you know, just like we saw with with the metaverse and, and to a degree with crypto and, and some of the, the previous trends, uh, there's going to be a boom and a bust and then it's going to it's going to level out. And that's where the actual opportunity is. You know, we saw the same thing with the Internet, you know, 20 years yeah. ago, 20, 24 years ago, the dot com you know boom and bust. And yeah. now we have trillion dollar companies that that, you know, kind of rose from the ashes of, of all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so what, what kind of experience do you have on, on as far as like blockchain like? like how'd you get into that because I mean because because as of you know I guess you know uh was it yeah like you said now like uh uh 20 years ago you know it's like everybody was scared of it you know it's still kind of new and everything Uh, I think what was it 2012 somewhere around there you know Mm -hmm. it's like it was just really getting to start catching traction with Bitcoin and everything so so how like what kind of field did you come from to get into uh blockchain stuff
1: yeah I, I started as a consumer of the internet right uh playing video games since I was six and and yeah. I remember very vividly like being aware of the consumer internet becoming a thing roughly 96 97 and then obviously the, the boom and bust at the turn of the uh you know the century and the millennia um and I recognized after I went to college and graduated that reflecting on my time as being like 15 16 even though I could see these things happening, I didn't have the resources to do anything about it, like take advantage of that opportunity or a combination of that and not having the maturity. Like my parents were trying to get me to learn the code. They bought me this, you know, this book, right, that had like learned HTML, CSS and JavaScript. And my twin brother and I didn't want anything to do with that. Like we didn't want to build Web 1.0 websites. Yeah. And then we learned in school, we went to magnet school, um, our TI-83 plus calculators, you could put video games on it. And we learned video games are made with code, so we didn't want to learn code to make websites. But we 100% started teaching ourselves to code separately, just yeah. so we could make our own video games. And that that kind of passion for video games led both of us to get uh, technology degrees. Mine's in IT, and uh, I graduated in 2008, Georgia Southern University. And and in 2008, October 2008 was uh the was when the bitcoin white paper was published uh october 31st and so my birthday is actually january 3rd and as i'm sure you know january 3rd 2009 is when the bitcoin network launched yeah so with with my experience of missing the opportunity of web 1.0 and kind of the rearview mirror i said well a i have a technology degree so i understand the impact technology b i understand how the internet has impacted the way people and businesses interact across the board over the last 20 years, you know, now, now being 24, or I guess, I learned that over eight years, because I was 16 at the time. Um, and, and then, so I didn't want to miss that opportunity. So I started following Bitcoin from the earliest days, again, like 2009, January, but I never got commercially involved in the space. until about 2013, I bought my first half of Bitcoin when Bitcoin was trading around, uh, I want to say 800 bucks. Yeah. so i my brother and i spent 400 uh, i started day trading and over the course of like three weeks i tripled my money i said wow there's a lot of opportunity here it wasn't until 2016 that i learned that bitcoin was powered by blockchain so then again with my technology degree i'm looking into the, the white paper for the first time and after having bought it as a consumer i said whoa like decentralized tech didn't exist in web 1.0 even if like the technology, the name of the technology changes, the philosophy of what it brings to the space is here to stay. We yeah. need to have ownership of our data. Right. We yeah. need to have more security over the way we transact in a digital space. And so that's when I started when I when I became kind of blockchain 2016, 2017 um, and just became kind of a, an inv- evangelist for the tech. And, and the rest is history.
0: Wow, man. See, I, it's just i missed out on, on the early boom. So, um, uh, I used to work for. I was a testing technician at at, at the Tesla plant before it like really went full blown, uh, launched into you know the Model S and stuff. And um, some of the engineers, you know, they were talking about. He's like, "Man, it's you know, hey, you ought to buy some Bitcoin, this and that, and everything." And I was like, "Man, I'm not buying that, man. What are you talking? About? That's fake. I'm going on vacation. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying?" So I wasn't very, I wasn't really mature enough to to understand like the 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 whole aspect of investing and stuff like that. And looking towards the future you know i was just all about now nah, i'm go going vacation. i'm going to the beach you know this and that and yeah. then um so i i and um after i left from there moved back home i never really paid too much attention to it until um 20 it was like right around 2020 and a few of my buddies was like hey you know you ought to download Robinhood, and start buying crypto and this and i'm like man uh i mean i, I messed with some stocks and stuff we talking about what, what is what is this what are you talking about he's i was really? like what bitcoin he's like he's like yeah man it ain't just bitcoin it's, it's you know what i'm saying so i was like wait a minute then i looked at what the price was you know so 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 what had happened was uh those same group of guys uh, that was trying to tell me about it, they all got together and they bought a bunch of it back when it was like under a hundred bucks. Right. And, and um, you know, I, i, I really missed that train every once in a while. They'll, they'll call me. up and be like, Hey man, how's the, uh, how's the work in life? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so when 2020 came around, I was like, you know what? I need, I need to really look into this and see what it is and everything. And, uh, I ended up catching the, um, before the big, uh, doge before the big, you know, the big boom of, uh, and, and all in the media and everything. And then, you know, when, when I bought my first, I started my crypto, uh, um, my crypto trading with a hundred bucks. I spent Mm -hmm. my first hundred bucks on some doge and it just, it boomed from there. Like I got bit by the bug and everything. So uh, you know and that's why i kind of try to teach uh and and preach about education in the in the crypto space as well because I, when i first i just started with throwing money at stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i didn't know understand what it was i didn't even i couldn't even tell you what blockchain was you know what i'm saying it was like yeah, 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 yeah. and you know you know getting taken advantage of stuff like that but yeah i definitely understand man you know it, it's it's' It, you know, if I had somebody like with with your intellect and, and your knowledge about you know, especially like the tech itself, just at its basis, you know what I'm saying. Giving that information out, you know what I'm saying. Uh, um, you know, I would have became a, uh, I would have been a, a lot smarter. Or I'd, I'd kind of know what I know now. You know what I'm saying, type of thing. You know. Great. But it's exciting to hear that. You know, when when I hear somebody talking about, yeah, you know, I I I I dove into it and I learned the tech before. Mm-hmm the big boom, man. That, that's awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. And it, it's ironic that, that Doge is how you got in. Doge is how I got out of trading accidentally. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, back in 2013, I believe when Doge launched and I'm sure you know this, like Doge launches a meme coin, like just yeah. like I was, I, I became blockchain to kind of parody what was happening in space and then became Esports, the parody, the, the fever pitch and the hysteria in Esports. That's why Doge launch was to mock all the other cryptos that launched yeah. that, that were around at the time. And then it, it it's funny because it became such a meme coin that it actually got delisted off of popular exchanges. And that's the reason that that I got out of it, like involuntarily. So when I was doing that day trading, I had parked my coins in Doge and NMD, Nomad, either Nomad or Namecoin. I I can't remember. It's the the, uh, acronyms NMD. And I started to get this is in 2016. I started to get notices from cex.io which is a major exchange that said mm-hmm. hey no one's taking doge seriously um you have they gave me ample warning so i'm not even blaming them this is my fault they gave me ample warning They're like like three months or six months like on this date in six months we're going to stop supporting the doge wallet the Doge dogecoin doge wallet if you have yeah. any tokens in doge we're then going to start charging you a transaction fee to maintain it yeah. um, and at the time so my, my first company or second company um was um an indie game discovery platform called project mq and in 2016 my twin brother and i were actually finalists and then winners of lupe fiasco's nationwide pitch competition oh, wow. and and so we flew up to chicago won the pitch competition we got five thousand dollars which didn't change our lives but it kept us from going yeah. bankrupt at that moment yeah. <laughs> um and kept and the so lights we, on right kept the lights <laughs> on and so we, we knew like we, we felt at the time it felt like we should put all of our energy there We just won the competition. We were running on that high. And and so I was getting the emails from CEX, but I was laser focused on my company Project MQ and I still had my day job. So I couldn't do a bunch of stuff at once. I couldn't continue day trading, keep my day job and grow Project MQ. So I stopped day trading. By the time I got back into my CEX.io account, I had lost all of my crypto in transaction fees, like the maintenance fees. And at the time, like, Again, I had tripled my investment. I had traded up to like two and a half, three Bitcoin. So that that was twenty sixteen. Imagine that's worth <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot now. And once that happened, I was like, I I can't day trade effectively because it takes too much of my my like my mind. I can't focus on Absolutely. that and do other things. And I just stepped away from it. I just I went from trading to evangelizing and working as a technologist. Wow, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey.
0: Th- Crypto, the crypto industry, it is literally uh, having a second job plus wife and kids. It's it's literally all that encompassed into one, man, uh, that this industry is, is very, very taxing on on on
1: uh, your, your mind and your soul. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. say yeah. Not for the faint of heart. Right. No, and, and especially because it's not regulated. Right. At least like on, on the stock exchange, something major happens like a, a stock can only shift like intensely shift in one direction right like or or it can only go so far and then regulations kick in there's like kind of a kill switch that'll stop trades on a token to keep it from going to one extreme or the other Uh, that doesn't exist in the crypto space you 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 know that's the term rug pull right like if something happens like a crypto can go from from whatever it is to zero in the matter of minutes and unless you're watching it you'll lose it
0: yeah yeah. Right. And, you know, you know, that or you know, they they have migrations to, to newer contracts because, mm-hmm. you know, the the when they created the contract, it's one of those they fell into the current uh uh trend, which was, you know, uh, you know, locking their contract, you know what I'm saying, locking yeah. liquidity and stuff like that. And they essentially locked themselves into that 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 certain trend at that time you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. which with any business you should be able to to grow and expand on your business but because they then they they migrated from one to new I, I mean I know some that, that that it was like i think they're on their fourth migration you know token migration you know what I'm saying and then along the way it actually screws a lot of investors because yeah. um not everybody's able to keep like say it's a say it's, it's literally a second job and wife and kids so yeah. you yeah. can't really keep up with it at all times especially with the plus of of tokens there are out there you know what i'm saying so um uh, they end up you know missing out on the migrations and then their tokens are worth nothing it's it's done it's done deal you know what i'm saying but uh uh, it it it, it is it's man i've seen a lot of people come and go and um I was fortunate enough. uh, I think I got in as far as uh, getting into the DeFi space and and the meme coin space and stuff. I think I got in at a a decent point when it was uh, when it was really benefit. It was kind of beneficial because you could literally take a handful of darts and throw a bunch of money at 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 anything and you could almost make you know two three ten hundred times your investment you know what i'm saying along with also throwing money at rug pulls and such you know what i'm saying so you know it but like i say it's you know just talking about the you know the education part of it it's like i i really try to teach people um you know not just oh you know this is how you invest in stuff it's like hey you need to start looking at contracts you need to learn how to do you need to learn how to read the different scans you need to learn how you know what i'm saying and and become smarter investors especially as institutions as we just seen recently with the etf approvals you know these institutions really starting to get in and get their hands into cryptocurrency and and just the, the market itself um you know it, it it's a lot of that that just random just bs that's been happening it's going to start becoming you know a little bit more far few and in between and you know so you don't of course so you don't get taken advantage of you know you need to learn what you're doing just like trading stocks you know you have to understand the market the way it flows you know what i'm saying just because you see a red candle don't mean it's a it's a scam you know what i'm saying if you right. bought the top oh well you it's an investment you hold on to it until it does something or you know whatever
1: right <laughs> you're already you're already on that train <laughs> yeah you're yeah. on it yeah no i i it's funny you say that about the scams you know I, that we've seen that in the gaming space i don't know if you heard the save the kids token Uh, it was a rug pull that happened in the gaming space are you familiar with phase clan yes Clan, one of the top 10 um esports organizations in the world um they they did not officially back this token um but one of their managers talent managers and i want to say three or four maybe five of the members of their organization their their streamers um, got behind this token. It was supposed to be like a charity token, like Save the Kids. I think there's a charity, or like a real world charity, yeah. um, with a brick and mortar charity with the same name or a similar name. Even the design of the token kind of rips off the design of the charity token, or charity organization, nonprofit. And one of their selling points was that they had put code in as guardrails to prevent it from being a pump and dump. And what happened was like. I want to say like less than 12 hours might have been like three or four hours before the contract went live the person who wrote the contract went in and removed the guardrail and no one else knew about it because like i i've seen and worked for companies that like the developers are the only people who understand the code the business people don't understand how to code yes. so they they're not even they don't have the capability they they could certainly they have the absolute to go learn how to do it but they they had not at that point invested in time to understand the code that's running their own company yeah right and so basically a bunch of these streamers got involved with this token and right before literally right before it launched they removed the guardrail to prevent it from being a pump and dump and that's exactly what happened like it, it tanked and and it tanked after people had gotten their exit who created the token so all of these fans of these streamers bought into it because the talent said oh It's a charity. I'm involved. You got to get behind this. It's safe. Right. And even the talent didn't know because they don't understand how to audit code or or understand code. So you're right. Hopefully there's less of that moving forward as we start to see these ETFs and, and more kind of professionalization of this kind of wild, wild west space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one of the reasons why my uh my channel was started is to try to to, to direct uh like I say I started out, you know, just doing AMAs and, and stuff for, for uh for crypto different crypto projects is because you know I, I, I've been a victim of, of of you know scams, rug pulls, honey pots, the the whole nine, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just or or my favorite one is oh oh man, this. Uh, I know I started this project, but oh, it's it's so taxing on my mind. I can't, I can't handle this. It's affecting my life. And then they disappear. You know After
1: what I'm they saying? It wasn't a problem before they got rich, but now yeah. there are no consequences they yeah. decided it's time to step away. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's that's part of the reason uh, why the channel was started is because, you know, I wanted to help direct people to, you know, not just what's popular, what everybody's talking about, you know what I'm saying? Because I used to listen to a lot, a lot of, like I, a lot of streamers, you know what I'm mm. saying? Especially starting out, you know, it was like, that's where I got my info from, you know what mm. I mean? And I wanted to provide a different type of content and different type of thing. Like I actually took time to, to kind of, research and and look into some of these uh some of these different projects and and as uh, i think i've only been fooled once you know what i'm saying and that was because i didn't this one particular one i really didn't look at it very much because um i had a couple of my friends they they were they were uh content creators for the same token and they were like yeah man this is cool you know the they're they're cool they're i was like
1: all right cool so
0: you know what I mean <laughs>
1: that's what happens the one time is when they get
0: you <laughs> yeah yeah and after that after that i kind of like i kind of took a step back and i kind of just kind of changed my model on how i even run my channel and my brand because my my main thing is i don't ever want to affect my brand like you know especially in crypto space like i'll go in somebody sees my logo they're like oh hey wwc's here hey how you doing you know this and that and you know it's a great feeling that i don't have that when i enter the room somebody's like Look at this. Look at this scam artist. Oh, that's all these, you know, these influencers. That's all they do is talk about pump and dumps. They get rich off of them and then they're on to the next. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it's, it's, uh, my, my name, my brand, my company is, uh, you know, it means more to me than, than, uh, making a few dollars, uh, promoting some scam or the next, the next, oh my God, the next one thousand ten thousand
1: X. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Kudos to you, man. Uh, you know, there's there's not enough uh, of that and enough people who are doing the good work like you are. So so thank you because you need to, to re-instill a sense of trust in this trustless space. You know, they, they say with well, the Bitcoin is, and I, I, when I explain this to people all the time, uh, I say blockchain mathematically introduces trust in traditionally untrusted networks. Yes. Uh, but even in that, there's like still the... That's the human element that we can't account for.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, what, I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go start, ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that, that is that man. That that is fantastic wording, man. I I, I love that whole thing because <laughs> you you have no honestly, you have no choice but to trust. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's either it's, it's it goes one or two ways. It goes it goes good or it goes bad. You know, and, right. and, and, you know the with hopefully with uh, with a lot of these uh. uh companies really start especially these big companies you know you got BlackRock Fidelity you know you got all these big names uh uh hopping into the industry and uh especially and then you know of course the SEC which is a thumb you know a thumb tack my side right and everybody's side right now you know right. uh, Uh, Hopefully they really start to move forward and establish clear guidelines and and rules and regulations uh, so we can move forward as industry, because obviously it's not going anywhere. It's getting bigger. And, you know, we just need that. We need that clarity to move forward so we can um, because a lot, you know, say it all the time a lot of these 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 tokens or token projects they're small business they're startups pretty much for the most part you know what i'm saying and and, you know it'll it'll definitely help to clean up the space and and make it more legit if if they just give some clear and concise direction on how we can move forward as an industry you know and and they've
1: done that with equity crowdfunding they've done that with stocks right they do that with a number, number of other i guess asset classes uh, but I, I think it's unfair to look at them as the boogeyman, right? Yes, they're they're a pain on everyone's side, but look at the other side of the token, right? It's literally, literally lawless, right? <laughs> it's a liter- it's not even a figure of speech. Right. It is hey, literally attir- lawless. They want so many taxes. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and, but that the crypto space for years. Again, I, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself an OG, but I've been around a long time in this space. Everybody was was clamoring for this this mainstream adoption for like like businesses and and countries to finally take bitcoin and other crypto seriously. Well, be careful what you wish for, right? They're taking it seriously and this is what it looks like when they take it seriously.
0: Yeah, well, I would say the only the, the 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 big difference between us and other countries is other countries have actually adopted it and and have a little bit more uh, involvement with it already. You know, we are kind of behind the curve over here in the U.S. A lot of people tend to forget about that. <laughs> you know, I tell people all the time, I was like, man, yeah, you you know,
1: like the U.S. ain't
0: ain't the only one. You know, trading. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I I you know, I've been less involved, but when I was more involved in the space, I was people all the time you know i think that the us was is at least three maybe five or more years behind the global market in crypto and blockchain and and ironically the same thing in gaming and esports you've got countries like like canada um you've got in in the european area there are grants dedicated specifically for gaming to like provide funding for companies to spin up gaming studios because they recognize the impact that that investment has and the return it creates for export, like entertainment as an export, none of that exists here in the U.S. So that's the the blockchain, the crypto, the gaming, and esports. We're we're just behind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So all right, so now we we kind of kind of diving into the whole esports realm. You know what I'm saying? So so how did where have you really got your or get your start into the official like? I know gaming is one thing, but when you enter into the eSports realm it's a whole different, totally different animal. How'd you get uh, get your started in, into this uh, uh, realm of? of things? <laughs>
1: uh, when my last company died, so my brother and I solved we believed that we solved game discovery. We had evidence that we were solving it and, and today I still believe that game discovery is the number one the biggest problem and biggest opportunity in the global ecosystem um just for for you and you know your community's just knowledge like 75% of at least 75%. This was actually in 2013. So it's probably much higher now, but in 2013 75% of video games in the global industry were made by independent game developers, but independent game developers at the time made up less than 2% of the global revenue. Okay. Right. Um, And so my brother and I, you know, decided to fix that problem because we were building our own game. We actually needed it for us. Um, And and so as we started solving it, we were scaling. We had users in 40 countries um, and and we had picked several games that have now become like commercial and critically acclaimed successes. If you go to Netflix, a lot of games that are in the Netflix ecosystem that are on all of these these uh, kind of subscription services are games that nobody knew about seven years ago, but we did. And so we we were consistently picking those games. Even one of them became a game of the year, Um, Dead Cells. It's like a Metroid, they call it Metroidvania. It's like Castlevania, Metroid kind of side scrolling. Okay. Uh, We we discovered the game in 2015. They did early access in 2016. Their commercial launch was in 2018 and in 2018, they won best action game of the year award for the global gaming industry and we knew about it in 2015. So despite all of that, as I'm sure you've seen, like here in the US, less than 2% of venture capital goes to startups with black founders. So even though we had IT degrees, we were consumers of gaming, hobbyist indie game developers had built our own platform and had scaled it to users in 40 countries. We had investors telling us that we didn't have any of these qualifications and we couldn't fix the problem that we were clearly fixing. We were scaling our solution. Wow. I'm gonna not even get on that. I need to avoid stepping on that soapbox, but suffice it to say, like running a multimedia server with users in 40 countries is super fucking expensive. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this, but super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. right, So, so super expensive. It was literally bankrupting us. Like there were weeks we were just eating popcorn as a meal substitute because we had to continue to like pay for our rent. We couldn't pay for our rent and our food, so we popcorn. We had to make a decision, unfortunately, to scale down that site because even though we our solution was working, it, it was a double-sided marketplace like Airbnb or Uber. You have to have both sides, mm. the supply and demand in order for it to work. We hadn't achieved the scale enough for the, the unit economics for it to, to be self sustaining. We needed venture capital to get there. You you basically can't build any double-sided marketplace without venture capital. Yeah. So we decided, well, As we're talking to investors nobody understood game discovery no one appreciated indie games but everybody seemed to be losing their minds about esports so we said well let's just shift into esports instead of helping gamers find like their ideal game let's help brands use video games to engage their customers and employees and in that pivot it brought us into hosting what we called indie game arcades so a free activation where we would bring a bunch of PCs and gaming consoles, and just create a free arcade where we featured the games we had discovered on our site so that parents and teachers could learn that there were more to the gaming industry than first-person shooters and mature-rated games. Nothing against first-person shooters and mature-rated games, right? I remember when I was in college, I skipped an entire week of school when Halo 2 came out so I could beat the game in one week. First-person shooter and (laughs) mature-rated. But we, we needed to show that there was more to the industry than just that. And so as we're doing that, we, we actually got an opportunity to present that that and, and produce that experience at DreamHack Atlanta when DreamHack expanded from Europe to the US in 2017. So that's when I got to see what an eSports production looked, at, at, looked like at scale in 2017. And that started our unofficial pivot. And then we launched our platform, Metarena. Um, and so we shut down the search engine and focused all of our efforts on, on kind of supporting small businesses and game developers instead of supporting gamers who love indie games and indie game developers and that's how i got into to esports and that's awesome stuff i i'll be honest that's kind of what we do over at uh as
0: pretty much the same thing what we do over at P- play nacl uh, yeah <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: it's, it's, yeah it's a little different ours is, is more in the, the small business market i know you, you yeah. all are focused in the collegiate space but, but yes. we focus more in in small businesses yeah that's
0: that, man that's it's awesome though man hey we, we need to we gonna have to talk after this sometime yeah, man, man, about, yeah. I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to link you up with david man so we can get a conversation going see if we can do some kind of collab or you know whatever the case may be man but because yeah, you know i really like I, I like what you're doing and and you know the professionalism behind it and and the growth man it's it's like a lot of um uh, i notice a lot of business owners and stuff man they you know nowadays but you know when they get that instant like just just hype and, and growth you know what I'm saying they kind of they don't understand what the grind is to to really get um get something up and going and um you know it's it's kind of different when when you have it the, the, the easy route versus yeah. you gotta grind and eat some popcorn route you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's, it's 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 to- something totally different and and when you build it from that level man it's a total, totally type of a different type of uh type of business, man. It's yeah. It's, 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 it's
1: yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's so then, then that led me to to build this, right? I published this book two years ago, uh okay. NBA gaming and esports. Um, uh, you know, gaming on the front, kind of esports on the back. It's 320 pages, coffee table book, because I was having the same conversations over and over and over again, like explaining why video games are important, explaining yes. that there was more than just first person shooters and and matured games right uh defining esports and i felt like this resource was missing because we know that a lot of the wealth is still being managed by you know like our parents generation right there's still people who are are, are in their their 60s and 70s who are still working and still control assets and and influence yes. and access to what we need um, and and, and it's, so, it's
0: hard to get them to understand too because they they they're they're just like what what is you know, let me, let me, or, or, you know, you know how, uh, like nowadays we're like working remote, you know, and, and even, you know, even with us, you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, Indiana and everybody, Nevada, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know they don't understand that concept. They're just like, oh well, well, where's the business at? It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of online. It's all over the place. You know, we yeah. we make it happen. Like, oh, oh, that 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 seems like a scam. That's a Ponzi scheme. Get out of here with that. You know, and it's like <laughs> getting that older crowd to understand how how the the business world has really shifted, especially with uh, video games and and esports. Man, they they really have no concept of what that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And so, you know, that's what, but what I appreciate is that uh, there's a willingness to learn if you can meet them where they are. Right. And, yeah. and where they are is that and again, you know, the, the baby boomer and, 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 you know, Gen X, uh, you know, that demographic still likes to read physical books. Yeah. So I had this physical version. I also have a digital version. Actually, I wish I had the link. I should have sent it to you. Um, the digital version yeah. I have available for free. Uh, I'll send it to you if you want to add it to the show yeah, notes later, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but the entire book, I made it a hundred percent free because one of the other things that, that I'm a major proponent of is sustainability in the space and accessibility. And this book is a coffee table book, like coffee table books cost between a and 300 bucks. This book is a hundred bucks and everyone can afford a hundred dollars for a physical copy. Yeah. um but everyone still needs to read the information of the book so i just made the book free like last week the digital version if you that's a, if you just, that's amazing man it's just 100% free i i i asked for some information in in, in exchange cuz i'm trying to bring on sponsors i wanted to start volume 2 next month and i want to make that book free but it cost me $35,000 to make this book and i don't have just 35 grand sitting around somewhere yeah 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 <laughs> so i i need to have metrics to go to a sponsor and say like here's how many people who are interested in volume one being free. And I only just made it free in the last two weeks. I could make volume two free from the start. And then you sponsor X can then not X Twitter, but like you sponsor, I'll work with you and make the free version of the book only available on your website so that people who want the book have to give you their information to get it. And now it's part of your sales funnel. So now it's win-win for everyone.
0: Absolutely, man. I like that. I
1: I, I, I think that's very, very forward-thinking, man. That's
0: that's some amazing stuff. So, what? Just a preview of, of some some content that you have in the book, man. I mean, so. just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. Let me.
1: So, my my favorite section in the book, and this, this is this is gonna sound biased because I put this chapter in here specifically. Is it's is okay, there, okay to be biased with your stuff, man? It's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have this chapter in here that's called game demos, and the only thing that's in this chapter. Let me, let's see over here. It's called game demos. There's a picture of my brother and me in our last company Project MQ. And awesome. and it's it's indie game demos. So what we did was, I basically curated 16 games from around the world. So I think I have games represented from six continents. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see here, uh, made in made in Mexico, Oh, made in Mexico, made in USA, I've got some from Africa, Europe, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Um, it's demos of games if you scan and this is in the digital version too if you scan these QR codes you can see a trailer for the game and the demo for the game so while you have this book you can literally play games from this book
0: oh, I love it I love it I love it because man especially like here lately I've uh because I just recently uh kind of just did a, a little upgrade to my brand and and I'm now worldwide crypto and gaming so i see that yeah, yeah. See that. <laughs> so um i've um i've started really to to is because especially in the crypto world there's a lot of uh uh there's a lot of, of companies that have um that ha- do have playable games and stuff like that mm. and you know they don't necessarily have the exposure and this and that you know what I'm saying but some of them have actually some pretty decent games you know what i'm saying so having that right there i will definitely uh that's definitely in in my realm of i need to i need to check this out uh and and maybe even showcase some of the games in, inside the uh inside your book man because you know it, it's especially when it's when it's something that's 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 very interesting enough especially enough to put in your book <laughs> hey i'm i'm all i'm gonna check it out and i'm gonna definitely do some showcases on it man and 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 hopefully that you know people that that are watching and everything they'll really take some time to um because this is also on SoundCloud too, so you know right. maybe people take some time and actually listen to to the information, and I'll get that link from you and make sure it's posted everywhere. Because, uh, like I say, it's, it's you know we all need support out here, and you know it, it's especially in the gaming man and in indie games and stuff trying to get mm-hmm. that that breakout moment. You know what I mean? Is it, is tough, especially when marketing
1: is is super, it's crazy expensive. <laughs> crazy expensive. The, <laughs> the other thing that I'm really excited about in this book. I did this for parents and for teachers, there's a chapter in here. And and let me, let me preface this with, I don't take credit for this, this design or any of the designs in this chapter, but I worked with Nico Bassomes, who is in France to license, uh, his image and, and the images that he created for this chapter. It's a hundred career opportunities in gaming and esports. Wow. Um, and some of them are non-gaming related. So like accounting. Legal things you would not associate with gaming and esports are involved in gaming and esports. And the reason this image is so powerful and important is when I, I share this with parents, they now understand that video games can be a pathway to Steam careers. They want their kids yeah. to pursue Steam careers, but they don't want their kids to play video games. But this yeah. shows you you can play video games as a means to get the kids to the Steam careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, man. Because, uh, um, uh, I- at our at our last event, or not our last event, but our our other, we was at um, uh, SEMA Fest, and mm-hmm. you would be surprised how many parents, uh, you know, because kids, obviously, we had a tent set up, and they were able to come in and play video games and stuff like that. But you would be surprised the amount of questions that we received from parents. They were like, you know, oh, you know, oh, well, well, what if he's not good at gaming? Because they want, you know, they're the want to know okay because they see all these big streamers making monies and stuff and they're like well yeah. he's not very good you know how how do they get you know what i'm saying i said there's so many different areas of 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 the esports and gaming realm that you know they don't necessarily have to concentrate on that if they really have a passion for gaming they can get into coding they can get into yep. uh different different areas to to even support you know what i'm saying working for a game company and stuff like that you know and they were like wow, we didn't know. We just thought it was, you know, you just playing it on YouTube. And I'm like, no, man.
1: (laughs) I got the link pulled up here. I'm going to send it to you in chat. Yes. Uh, But it's a bit.ly. And the bit.ly is bit.ly slash get free gaming book. Okay. B-I-T dot L-Y slash G-E-T-F-R-E-E-G-A-M-I-N-G-B-O-O-K. And that goes to a form. And again, I'm asking for some very high level kind of demographic information so I can present it to a sponsor. Nobody's personal information. I never yeah. share personal details or sell anyone's information. Uh, I'm gonna send this over to you on LinkedIn so you have it. But once once you do that, um, the thank you message is includes the link to the book. And then it's it's actually, you can actually flip the pages. It's a digital yeah. book. Like, you know, every every single page, all 320 pages are in there. Oh, man, that, that's awesome stuff, man. So do you also provide uh, any
0: type of uh, consulting and stuff like that? Uh, like, do you get into that realm of, of really
1: getting one on ones and, and, and speaking and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I inadvertently or let me say that differently. I involuntarily had to become a full time consultant two years ago uh, because, you know, I I've been bootstrapping companies for ten years now. So working nine to five nights and weekends, you know, yeah. side hustle. Um, and when I worked my last full-time job, I was working for a multinational steel company and their innovation team writing code. Um, they hired me because they wanted me to bring some of that entrepreneurship culture into their company, um, but they recognized that our team had so much success that the, the company wanted to to lean in on that success, like lean into technology, having an internal team. Yeah. And so my boss set me aside and said, thank you for all the work you've done. Uh, you know, we, we had a couple of, of hiccups here and there, but you know, all in all you've been a great addition to the the tech team and to the company but because the the company is leveling up this its demand on the tech team it's going to become unsustainable for you because of all the extra work that you do and he said just out of respect he didn't want me to you know destroy my work life balance or or yeah. have like the mental and physical health issues that comes with trying to manage that higher demand and everything else um, yeah. so we we mutually agreed that I should just go find something you know try to do another opportunity. And, and so I took that opportunity to try to jump into consulting full-time. It was not what I had hoped it would be. Uh, quite frankly, right now I'm more full-time stay-at-home dad than I am esports consultant. But okay. that said, um, A, I, I love that. I've spent a lot of time with my my family, you know, my a young, my, my one-year-old son, um, you know, I saw him stand up and walk you know, crawl and walk, stuff that I, I experienced yeah. then it happened with my, my older two kids because I was working a nine to five. Yeah. Um, that, and then I still did some amazing things in consulting, like in the last two years, I launched this book. Um, I shipped this book from my garage oh. on the other side of this wall to 25 states around the country, 18 countries around the world on, on six continents. Nice. Um, I also represented the U.S. Uh, by partnering with the U.S. Department of State with their um, international ambassadors program you know, speaking about gaming and esports and career opportunities, I even built a sustainable esports strategy for the Republic of Estonia. So I designed a sustainable esports um, strategy as a consultant for an entire country.
0: What? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I'm saying that. Wow. Hey, <laughs> That is amazing. What, hey, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? I, I can see it on your face. But how do you feel when when you say that? You're just like.
1: I had to sit back and reflect on it. It's it's harder to appreciate it you know. again when I, I, I don't have the success that I wanted to be doing this like full time and being able to, to cover my household. But, you know, my wife's business is, is amazing. And, and I, I share this with a couple of my colleagues I work with regularly that my growth as an entrepreneur is that and as a person is that I had to learn the best way I can support my family's success is to empower her to be successful. And yeah. whatever I can do that is not bringing money in that empowers her to do that is still a win for, for the house. Yeah. So that it took me a while to get there. It took me two years to get there. Yeah. Um, but even at that, like, I, I was able just over the last four weeks to reflect on the last two years and, and say, like, even though I'm not where I want to be, I've had an amazing impact on the ecosystem the last two years.
0: That's that's amazing to say, man. Especially when when you have a when you have a partner that that fully you know supports what you're doing, what you're trying to see. They they can see your dream and your vision. Uh, you know, yeah. It, you you know, even when you stumble, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. it's watching them you know having them watch you just just pick yourself up and keep going um you know that's an amazing thing and that that support system is is really really important as well uh mentally you know what i mean because like like i said i've been doing this for 2 years you know i'm not where i wanted to be i wanted to be the you know the next mr beast type thing you know what i'm right, saying right, but right. you know um and you know my wife's been very, very supportive uh, of this, knowing that, you know, that, you know, some businesses just just it takes a little bit longer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Is it not everything happens overnight? And, you know, there's going to be some late nights. There's going to be some some, you know, some extra overtime after work. You know what I mean? But um, it's it's it makes th- it, it's made things a lot easier. I think I think if I didn't have my wife to support me, I would probably would have just, you know, hung up the hat you know, uh, a year ago, you know what I mean? Because it's just, but having that support, man, is, is, is everything, you know, in my opinion, because, man, this is tough. Business is tough. Startups is, startups is tough. I've been part of a few startups. I mean, it's, it's, it's rough, man.
1: Yeah. I have a buddy who works in crypto space and, or he used to work in crypto space and now he works in kind of the, the space economy. He says that The entrepreneurship experience is so terrible and challenging he would only recommend it to his enemies (laughs) Um, and and something else that that i i I told my daughter and i don't know where i've seen this i think maybe i saw it quoted from damon john from shark tank i guess from fubu and then shark tank um, that the road to success is paved with failure yeah Uh, she was trying to learn how to ride her bicycle and she was upset and falling off her bike i said the only way you can learn how to ride your bicycle is by falling off your bike like there's no other way you have to learn your balance and the only way you learn balance is by falling off your bike
0: yeah you gotta know what not to do (laughs) what not to do
1: right (laughs) sometimes you have to build the example from the counter examples
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um uh just I, I always ask ask these these. I always got. I have two questions to ask uh, uh, each of my guests. So mm-hmm. you know, of course, this is called behind the bullshit. So yeah. uh, you know, I always let's we you know because the you know bullshit isn't always always negative. Sometimes you just go through some bullshit to, and that's part of growth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So one, what is what is your the positive bullshit moment? And two, what is your
1: negative bullshit moment? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's it's, it's been such a. It's, it, you need a lot of bullshit to grow. So. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh man! And um, it. it's
0: funny because everybody's. You know, I've I've noticed like a lot of people's answers are have been very very different, especially depending on their experiences and stuff. So,
1: um, I don't know if I can directly answer those with which which one, but let me tell you two stories that have been bullshit moments, and maybe maybe they'll they'll land. Um, okay the first negative, I guess, negative and positive was publishing the book because it took me two years. Actually. Yeah. So a, a it took me two years, but the entire, I, I, I talked to one of my colleagues on LinkedIn, who's in the esports space. He's asking how, you know, everything's going this year. And I said, I finally recovered from my PTSD from publishing book one. So I can start on book two. Um, and it, the reason I say it's PTSD and, and I don't, I don't mean to make light of it. Cause I know, especially, you know, those who have served in the military and, and, yeah. and police, that that's that can be a very real thing. Uh, but just to give you some highlights, right, it was supposed to take me six months to publish the book because I had a full time job and I had to basically sell the book in order to pay for the book. It took me two years yeah. um, in the process of selling the book. I had people in my own peers in the gaming space tell me that I was trying to scam people by selling a hundred dollar book, even though the retail price of the book of these types of books is a hundred bucks. When wow. i did polls on linkedin um asking people who bought the book if they thought it was a scam and that i offered you know if, if it was a scam i would refund their money everyone who bought the book rated it said it was worth at least 100 bucks other people said it was worth many times more than 100 bucks and they can't wait for volume two 25 percent of the people in that poll said it was not worth 100 bucks and that it was a scam what people maybe people do or don't know this but whenever you post a poll on linkedin you can see every single person who responds to that poll. Yeah, so then I, <laughs> I published and shipped every copy of my book from my garage. So I had yeah. a list of all the orders. I went through every single name of the person who said it was a scam. None of them ordered my book. But most of two thirds of them were in the industry. So they were trying to basically sabotage my success, even having never seen the book. So yeah. there's that. Um, my book got held up in Poland for months because unfortunately because of the war with Russia and Ukraine and Poland and Ukraine are neighboring countries yeah uh, when it finally did get delivered to my house right here so it was shipped from Poland to Miami and then put on a, a shipping truck from um Miami to here in the Tampa Bay area when it was delivered to my house they were supposed to send two people to deliver the books because it was two pallets and I mean like large shipping pallets where you need one of those high risers to lift it off the ground they were on pallets uh one person was sent with the books and so when he tried to offload it off of the back of the truck the books literally fell six feet off the ground fell off of the truck onto the ground such that the the Uh, the high riser was in the air it did a 180 degree turn as it fell and hit the ground i had about 100 books that were damaged in the fall i had my at the time my two kids uh, and now i have three two kids were out there with me i've been waiting for months to finally get these books i just wanted to get my boxes out of the street and into my garage so yeah. i asked the guy the shipping guy can you help me i just need them out of the street i can't have my books in the street so we, we brought all the boxes in the garage he leaves i, I said there they look like it might be damaged like is insurance going to cover this because i bought insurance he said yeah 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 just take pictures send it in take the pictures send it in They said because I didn't take a picture of it when it was on the ground with the dolly upside down in the air, they didn't cover my insurance. So I didn't get reimbursed for the damaged books. And then when I finally started shipping the good books, 50 of my books, 10% of the books that I could ship were stolen from me. When I was shipping them into Atlanta, someone was basically unpackaging them out of the boxes. And then (laughs) I have a box here somewhere. When I shipped them to New York to someone who Bought a large quantity of book, 25 books. A sponsor of my book ordered 25 books, so five boxes. He only received four boxes. The fifth box had a bag of burned CDs in it. So someone stole my five books out of that fifth box and put a bag of CDs and sent it to New York. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he was like, why did you send me a bag of CDs? I said, who sent you a bag of CDs? <laughs> What (laughs) 50 of my books were stolen, and then somebody took those stolen books and were selling them. They were scalping my books on Amazon. If you go, not now, but like six months ago, they were selling my books for more than I was selling them on Amazon. I would, people would tell me they ordered my book, and they're like, I would say, I didn't get your order. They would, no, they would tell me, they text me, email me, thanks for the book. It looks amazing. Like, I didn't send you a book. Then they send me the photo of the book. All of the books where I had partnered companies like sponsor the book, I embossed their logo on the front cover of the book, like Uh right here on the front cover. They would send me the books with the logos of the sponsors' books that were stolen. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That
0: is. (laughs) Wow. I've
1: never. Wow, the good news in all of that is now I understand how to optimize the process. So this second book, I think I can ship in six months. The other thing that happened was like the first thing I was trying to do was lean in on popularity, who are the most popular people in gaming and esports that I can get to bring into this book. I've worked in the space 10 years, got a vast network, healthy relationships. I want to get the most recognizable people in the book. It turned out again, I found out that was being blacklisted by my peers. And so as i would ask people they would either not respond respond and then ghost me or renege on on being in the book yeah and so like all the popular people that i asked names you would immediately recognize like either brands of people that you would recognize yeah. they were telling me no or ghosting me so i said well i'm just gonna instead of picking influencers and innovation by virtue of popularity let me pick innovation and 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 influence by virtue of impact who's making a real change in the ecosystem and i would say 98 percent of my book features that i've got a couple of well-known names because they were they were popular and and at the time i felt like i I needed to include a couple Um, but mostly it's just based on impact and when you read the stories and the thought leadership you can tell that it's it's from a place of actual work just like you said rolling up your sleeves and so now i have that i can carry that as a legacy for volume two Yes, I want to get big names in the book, but I'm now laser focused on. You have to have shown impact first, or you're not able to be in the book. I'm not. I'm not going to be fishing for the most popular people. So that I like that's that. the negative and positive bullshit of having to go through that experience, and now I can stand on what I built and keep that legacy.
0: I man, I like
1: that because you know that I I, I
0: I say that especially in the crypto industry all the time. You know when you got these the influencers, the, the, you know, not even just in crypto industry, like anywhere you got, you got the, the influencers and they just, just brand, you know, they putting out product, that product, their product with, with no kind of just, just, um, you know, they don't exactly produce the, the, the ROI of what they're, you know, of what they are charging, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, especially with marketing in, in, in the crypto space, you know, I tell projects all the time because I like I'll, I'll tell them my price and they're like, because I kind of price myself out of getting out of the bullshit, you know, out of the yeah. scammers, you know what I'm saying? So so when they come to me and, and like I tell them a price and they're like, well, well, um, I just spend some more and get this person. I'm like, OK, Go they ahead. have they have 50,000, 100,000. They got a million followers. Yeah, OK. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like they they, they, they don't get that, you know, you, you're not just because you got a lot of a lot, very large follower count. You know, that follower count does not equate into investors. You know what I'm saying? So it's different when when you are talking to somebody that actually that has actual business contacts and actual uh, investors, you know, watching the content versus, mm-hmm. oh, you got a, a bunch of people that's not even in the crypto. Just, oh shiba oh we heard about shiba so we're just watching shiba content you know what i'm saying it's like right right people you know a lot of people in, in 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 especially in different industries they don't understand uh uh the difference is you know what i'm saying and and i don't know i i, I like so i like it that you you are saying that you you have you know people that are actually making a difference mm-hmm. versus just the popularity because popularity don't you know i i've come to i've really come to realize popularity don't don't mean a thing especially when you're talking about actual business and bringing people into your business you know what i'm saying so i big hats off to you for making that change and making that stand that that no this is this is how i'm going to produce my product and you know that right there just goes to show that that you um you know you're you're trying to make a difference in what you are doing as well and not just falling into trends like we were talking about earlier. And and yeah. <laughs> trends that trends are long standing. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're called
1: trends. They got trends. trends. <laughs> right. one, of the, one of the things that I forgot to talk about my book that, that I, I forgot that I even put in here. It's it's actually an ecosystem first. I have the first book NFT, the first book, 3D Interact. Ah. So and I, I didn't do it as a gimmick. I did it. You know, as, as functionality, so I, there was content and experiences in the book that I could not realistically fit in 320 pages. I ran out of space. Yeah. So I said, let me create an NFT so that people can access the bonus content for the book. Unfortunately, because I I, I wasn't able to work full time, I, I couldn't execute on all of this stuff. But I'm still planning on doing that in the second book. But literally, if you go to OpenSea right now, you can actually read this entire book cover to cover on OpenSea. There's a 3D interactive book on OpenSea that, that is everything that's in here. Um, and I, I had discounts and free stuff and extra bonus content that's not in the physical book. It's connected to the NFT. Even before Gary V, right, he had his, his books. Uh, my book launched, obviously he's more popular, but like my book is the first in the ecosystem to bind an NFT with a physical product for a book and actually have it functional instead of it just being like a gimmick. That's what I'm talking. about, Innovation,
0: you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's
1: <laughs> that's amazing,
0: man. That's amazing. I, I'm, man. I, I, it's man. It's really, really good talking to you, man. Because this, you know, everything that you you've said is just is is. It's it's very it's it's very attractive in a business sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you, you can tell that, that you speak from your heart, you speak from your soul, and and you are really you really care about the business and and um you know the the everything that you're into. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really hey, you are are definitely a, a game changer and and definitely man I don't understand how how that book ain't sold out by now because you know what I'm saying. <laughs> cuz you know the information that you are trying to put out everybody everybody needs to know especially mm-hmm. uh, everyone that's trying to get um into the esports realm uh e- you know even marketing and branding in esports and stuff like that you know they need this information cuz you know there's not enough people and not enough businesses in in this realm that 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 want to get into it that have any kind of of way to start they're just like oh let me just let me hire, let me find somebody on Fiverr real quick, and then that person on Fiverr then ran off with their money, and then they still in the right. same boat. They don't know how they can get their foothold into this realm of of, of
1: stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that that's one of the inspirations for me to make the second book is this one of the sponsors the one in, in New York that unfortunately got that that bag of of burned CDs uh, said that did the that they, CDs at least have the book on it no they were movie CDs they were they were movie DVDs <laughs> it was a bunch of random stuff like I don't know like like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation like a bunch of random CDs it, like burned DVDs. I have it somewhere I have like, it somewhere I,
0: like how would you even have that idea to, to replace the books with us with some CDs is,
1: it's so is, so it weird. doesn't
0: make no sense That's, it's
1: so weird <laughs> um but the the sponsor said I, I, Marcus, I love this book. It's everything that we needed. We now understand that this is important. It needs to be a part of our book, but we don't know what to do next. And I designed the book intentionally to be like, like gaming and esports 101, intro into gaming and esports. And so what I want what I want second, the second book to be is like, now that you've read the first book and, and in the second book, I'm just going to include a QR code so you can get the first book for free. So in the yeah. second book, you can get the first book. The second book, Is going to say now what do you do with that how do you apply it to your organization's goals whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're a school whether you're a teacher whether you're a parent right whether you work with senior citizens like how do you use it to support their mental health as they continue to age and not just like my insights so i am going to put my insights my own consulting ip into the second book so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know basically sell myself short right long term i'm gonna invest my ip into the book and give it away for free yeah, but I'm also going to include micro case studies of sports teams and nonprofits and schools, so people can see other brands are doing this. You can yeah. do this because they've done it. So that's what Volume Two is about. Is like Volume One, from an editorial perspective, was very sorry, educational perspective was very esports focused. Volume Two is going to be very gaming focused, a wider lens, but also have very specific case studies so that people can yeah. see. It's being done, and it's this is something you can do, and you don't have to spend millions of dollars sponsoring a tier one esports org in order to break into gaming, right? You yeah. don't have to go build, you know, the Travis Scott experience in Fortnite or Roblox to get yeah. into gaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and definitely, definitely having that data to 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 back it up, man. That that's that's everything because that, that's what businesses need. You know, what I'm saying it's. it's they need that push. You know, I've, I've talked to plenty of businesses and they're like, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know, you know, how big is it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, and then, then you show them the data and they're like, Oh, oh I didn't realize the e was so big. I, I, I didn't realize that so much money was being generated from this. I thought it was just a bunch of kids playing video games. You know what I'm exactly. saying? It's like, oh, man, this is, no,
1: man. Oh, no.
0: It's business, man. It's a big booming business, man. And it's only getting bigger. Right. You know, it, it's, it, <laughs> Just game gaming itself, mm-hmm. gaming itself is has, has, is has is so huge, especially uh, uh money-wise. Mm-hmm. And then you get into esports and that that right there is really starting to take foothold because you got man, you got eight-year-old kids out here now that are on pro teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. making money, making making more money than my regular job is paying. It's like what?
1: <laughs> but who's who's talking to that kid or their parents about how they manage that money how who's talking to them about That's like crazy. you need to have your contract so you don't get taken advantage of who's talking to the parents about legally they really shouldn't be competing to at least 13. like yeah those are the types of conversations that we're not having in the space enough and and it's when you you'll get a chance to read it when you look at the thought leadership for volume one it's that type of conversation that i have it's the important topics that aren't being discussed that need to be discussed so we can achieve scale and sustainability
0: I mean I'm speechless. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> I'm not lie about that. Uh wow, wow, wow. Uh, I'm definitely uh I'll definitely be downloading this book tonight <laughs> and and yeah. get and get to reading, man, because I'm I'm always uh, a fan of of taking in knowledge because you know it's it, we don't have enough, you know. Well, I think there's a over I think we're overly exposed to too much knowledge, but having something that's specific because I, I, I'm kind of like ADHD. So, you know, I got to have I got to have a specific train to be on at that moment in time. Right. And, you know, that kind of helps me to, to focus my, my efforts and stuff. And, and I'm always, you know, willing to take take in information. And like I tell everybody, you know, especially if it's going to help you to grow in any way, even if, you know, even if it's one page, that kind of was like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. You know, any any sort of information you can you can take in to grow yourself as a professional and to grow yourself into any kind of profession, uh, you need to take advantage of of those resources and, and you providing this resource especially for free, that's amazing, man. And, and like I say, big hats off to you for doing that. Cause like I say, you know, not everybody has, you know, that 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 extra money to, to get out there, especially a lot of these parents that, you know, cause these gaming rigs, it's so like my I I some of these other rigs I've seen, is, I don't know what I spent on, on mine. I'm like, you spent what? Yeah, you know? <laughs> and you know them trying to get into this realm, and they're already uh, uh, spending money on on equipment and and the hardware and stuff, and and having having some kind of resource to help them, give them guide on the other end of it. Man, that's 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 priceless, man. And for you to be offering it for free, that's that's
1: amazing. And wow, that's definitely amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support, man. I, I the only reason I was able to, to finish the book is because I had the community to support me like the industry yeah. wasn't going to support me. Right. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the community, this book literally wouldn't exist. Yeah. So I appreciate your support. I appreciate your candid feedback. Right. Let me know what you like about the book. Let me know what you don't like about the book. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I think that all criticism can be constructive. And I try yes. to, to keep that in mind whenever I receive even critical feedback. But like I'm literally trying to work on Volume Two in the next six months. Like get it yeah. done in six months. So every piece of feedback, even the negative feedback, is priceless to me because I want yeah. as 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 much value as this book is. I want it to pale in comparison to Volume 2 Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So where where would you say you're you're uh, as far as um, in in this space and time right now in in your career? how, how are you, how are you feeling about it? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's because it's new year, it's 2024. Now, like, how are you feeling
1: about where you're at? Uh, there's a saying that it, it, you know, it takes 10 years of struggle. I'm paraphrasing here to become an overnight success. Um, I, it, it's, it's something about 10 years of perseverance, failure, and stress. It, it's a quote from Biz Stone, one of the co-founders of Twitter. That's literally where I'm at right now. You know, I, I started working in this space with Project MQ in 2013. Here we are now in 2024. Now, in, I, I just finished the, the 10th year last year. Uh, this year, I've got some great opportunities in front of me, um, including the book. Uh, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to work with, and, and I guess I'll be announcing this this week or next week with Venture Starters. It's the the number one or, or one of the top 10 or top five um online investment communities in the country. Um, they've got over 8,000 members and and the founding team has agreed to allow me to lead a gaming industry investment vertical for them. So they meet weekly and it's a free event anybody can join in and anybody who's listening if, if you hear this before 7 p.m Eastern tomorrow, if you have a business idea in whatever industry, you get 60 seconds to pitch investors. Um, so please go to venturestarters.com and check out this opportunity. But what I'm working with them on is like their, their business model is, is every week is a different industry. They are now going to add gaming into that rotation. So on February 21st, they will have one specifically for the gaming industry. So not only can I help bring investor dollars into gaming, but my focus again is on accessibility and sustainability. While I want everyone from all backgrounds to, to be able to take advantage of that opportunity, I'm going to be over indexing my energy to make sure that underrepresented communities, women, people of color are there to present and hopefully get some of those dollars. So that, okay. that like, I want to uh, take matters in my own hands and, and help be a part of the solution. Like I've been talking about it for 10 years, and, and helping for 10 years, this year for me is where I lean in and focus on three to five specific things, including the book and the venture capital opportunity to have a significant impact. That's where I'm at right now is, is like the next chapter of my career.
0: I love it, man. That's, that's, all. <laughs> that's awesome stuff. You know, it's, it's, you know, keeping keeping moving, keeping looking forward to the future and, and continuing to grow and being involved and, and taking time to to be extra involved, you know, and, and is not only helping helping you, but helping uh, uh, everyone that, that comes in contact with you, man. And like I say, big, big big hats off to you and, and round of applause all day, uh, every day. Cause man, what you're doing is uh, you, you're fighting a hard fight and, and, you know, doing the things that a lot of people wish that would, you know, that, that stand back thinking that they should do, or, or even like, Oh man, I should do this or this. you're doing it, man. And, and you know, people, people are watching you, man. People are, are taking it in. And like I say with you, Having the support that you have, it's it's only going to grow even further, man. So, like I say, it's just uh, you're grinding. It's part of the grind, and and like I say, hats off to you, man, because it, it's
1: it's it's a struggle. You know? <laughs> struggle is real. Uh, yeah, I, I, that that's one of my ma- mantras is is struggle, hustle, flow. You know, it like took the hustle and flow from the yeah. Movie. You gotta have you can't you can't really truly hustle unless you struggle. And then you know, obviously, you got the hustle and flow. But if you really want to hustle, you got to struggle. So struggle, hustle, flow. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. Well, um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your, your,
0: you know, everything that you're doing, man. And like I say, I'm definitely going to be downloading that book tonight, man, and and and, and taking that in over over the next few days as I can as I can read because I'm <laughs> uh, like this, this 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 is a, a lot real time consuming. <laughs> everything everything we do man but definitely i will i will be getting back to you about the book man and, and hopefully uh um uh because i do host twitter spaces and stuff like this man and anytime i'm I'll, i get a chance to or if i see something that that i definitely say hey you know what you you, you could definitely provide some some context to uh to maybe a space or something like that i'll definitely uh, forward them to you and let you know man because you know the things you're talking about needs to be talked about even even more and the more we talk about it the more people will become aware and it'll be a bigger conversation than just a couple of people talking about it you know what i'm saying so um yeah like i appreciate your time it's
1: uh i gotta get me some dinner <laughs> hey, i appreciate your time too man if if david or naco wants to, to leverage the book and share it with the students you know as long as again i i, I want to offer for free i just I need the information back so I can get a a sponsor on board. So if if y'all wanna distribute to all the students, you're welcome to it. As long as they they fill out the, the information so that I can add even more value back into the community that's all yeah. I'm
0: looking at. Well, I'll, like I say, I'll talk with him and 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 see uh, what we can come up with as far as you know any type of collab or anything we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I say, your, your values and your views really align with what we're trying to achieve as well, man. So, if uh, if we can make something happen together, we'll we'll, we'll definitely get it going.
1: All right, man. Well, don't <laughs> let me hold you up from your dinner, man. I appreciate your time.
0: Yes sir. And uh to everyone out there that's watching, you're going to watch or if you're going to be listening to this on SoundCloud or any or Spotify, wherever you 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 are viewing or listening to this content, make sure uh, uh I will be po- uh, uh posting all of his info and uh his socials into the the descriptions uh and uh definitely a copy of of the link to, uh, to download the book, make sure you check that out. Like say any, any, it, no matter how professional you think you are, how much you think, you know, there's always something new to, to, to learn, especially in, in this space or, you know, whatever facet of business that you're in, there's always something new to learn. So definitely take that in. I uh, appreciate everyone's time. Don't forget, please. It helps me out. Shoot me like follow uh subscribe whatever platform that you're watching this on and uh, I will definitely see you guys later peace
1: even when you feel low you can still go
0: even when you feel slow you can still go even when there's no hope you can still go I never ran so no man I still go 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 go. go. A lot. A single day. I'll be making moves till I'm buried in my grave To the system, I don't wanna be a slave I've been doing shit